What is up? Welcome back to Side Piece Season. I'm your host, Dinero. This is the number one side piece in relationship. Get your shit together podcast on the planet. And this week, we are going to be doing the follow-up to the could've, would'ves, and that's the breakup kit. Everybody needs a breakup kit. Everybody has to have one because it's in your future or maybe it's in your past. But regardless, you have to deal with breakups. So your breakup kit, all relationships end, right? I'll say it again, all relationships end. Not some, but all. Uh, it's just the hows and the whys that differ. There's a lot of you in denial about it, though, like like you're in a relationship that's somehow magically charmed and will never end. But even if things went great and you two lived happily ever after, one of you will die before the other one, more likely than not. All relationships end. That's kind of shitty, but it's real. And that's why you have to have a breakup kit. Hell, some of you people are in relationships that have ended a long time ago, but you're just still in them because you won't squeeze the trigger. Um, and in the last episode, the could have, would have, uh, we talked about it, some of the reasons. But now we're getting into the particulars, the breakup kit. So at the end of a relationship, you're going to have some loneliness, some distress, maybe some depression. All those things kick in. And in large part because we hate change. Another part of it is because uh, no matter how poorly things go, we don't like endings. We don't like failing. Um, You got to make peace with that. For one thing, it wasn't your individual failure. You both failed. Also, nothing great comes without some failure. Um, That's the nature of building anything, right? It's not going to be perfect the first time you build it. Uh, some kind of incidental failures or they're instructional, right? They, they point the way that you should go and get you off the path that you're on. Um, so, you know, mistakes along the way it comes with territory. You learn from them if and when you're ready. And then whatever you learn, you come back more improved and ready to be better the next time. So am I saying that you should approach relationships in a casual kind of throwaway manner? Of course not. Definitely not. Um, But you should know that they are fragile and you can only control yourself. So you do your best. You check your ego as much as possible and you realize that no matter what, it will end. Now, with that in mind, that is the backdrop. I think that that should help you to kind of cherish it a little bit more and work a little harder. Maybe I'm wrong. That's the way I see it, though. That's the way I think you should think about it. Wow, this could end at any minute. I need to enjoy every minute of this. I need to make every moment as good as it can be, uh, which does not mean perfect. It just means as good as it can be. Whatever you're feeling uh, is fine. Your emotions are not going anywhere. Um, so feel whatever you're feeling, right? Uh, during my divorce, one of my friends was like, oh, you need to get on some Prozac. They'll get you some Prozac. I'm like, mm, do I need Prozac? Really? I was married for 20 years. Shouldn't I be depressed? Shouldn't I be sad? Um, taking a pill, you know. This isn't, this is kind of off topic, but I'm going to go ahead and say this right now. Uh, I want to express my thoughts about antidepressants. If they are not, I shouldn't say if, they are not intended to be used for life. 
for the majority of us. Some people out there use them as a crutch. Uh, they aren't actually clinically depressed. They just don't have an interest in de- developing their emotional uh, literacy. And so they use the medications as a coping mechanisms, you know? Like, it could be alcohol, could be drugs. It doesn't have to be um, antidepressants. But some people out there are using these things incorrectly uh, because they don't want to deal with their own problems. So I'm just going to throw that out there right now, uh, that it's at the top of my head. Anyway, uh, feel your feelings. You totally should feel your feelings. Emotional literacy is not about not feeling your feelings, but it is about navigating your feelings successfully, right? You cannot be held hostage by your feelings. You can't sit there... um, Again, remembrance versus rumination, right? Remembrance is fine. I definitely think that you should not act like nothing happened. But ruminating, ruminating is bad. So I mentioned it last week. Let's go ahead and uh, blow that up a little bit more. To ruminate, it's a transitive verb. It's to go over in the mind repeatedly. Now, I'm going to add to that, not only repeatedly, but incessantly, um, just keep on going over it. And another level, there's also a component that you're trying to fix it. Like, think about it when somebody says something to you, and then two weeks later, you think of that response that you could have said to them. You have been ruminating about what they said to you that whole two weeks, mulling it over, thinking of things, and, oh, I wish I would have said this. I could have done this. And you're planning and plotting and all that stuff. Ruminating is pointless because the moment has gone Things have moved on. The situation has changed. There's no point in ruminating about it. You can't fix it. Now, you can analyze it. You can break it down. You can think about it. You can try and learn a lesson from it. But to ruminate on it is is a complete and utter waste of your time. Um, so, I recommend the more constructive after-action review. As objectively as possible, look at the relationship. Look at all of it in its entirety. The good, the bad, what was great, what sucked, uh, things that you loved about that person, things that you didn't like, what drove you up the wall. What about yourself? What things did you find out about yourself in that relationship that you really liked? What did they bring out in you? And here's a newsflash. Those things are in you anyway. They didn't actually bring them out. They just allowed you to access them. So now you have to figure out, how do I access this for myself? by myself. Many times people react to the way they do, um, many of the the reactions to a past breakup um, is from a desire for someone else to come and soothe them and kind of save them. They never learned how to do that self-soothing thing. They don't know how to ask for help and they can't articulate their concerns and their pain. Um, This is an excellent time for therapy. Um, I keep bringing this up because there's that stigma. So I'm going to keep bringing it up until the stigma is gone. Um, I'm a big proponent of circling the wagons, bringing in your friends. Uh, and I don't hesitate to bring in my friends when I need them. Um, sometimes circling the wagon isn't going to be enough. Bringing in your friends, um, you shouldn't bring them in with the thought that they will do the work for you, that they will fix what is broken for you. No, when you bring your friends in, that's just keeping you on the reels, 
on the rails. Sorry. You can stay on the rails too, whatever. Um, at the end of the day, you have to fix your issues, but you know, you might not be able to do all of that by yourself. And so you might need to get a therapist. You might need to get someone else, a professional to talk to. In the meantime, remove yourself from the old relationship. Physically, mentally, whatever, get out of it. That's the best thing you can do. Some of you don't have that luxury. Some of you work together. Some of you have kids. So you can't just disappear completely. Um, after the divorce was announced, we spent six months in a decaying orbit and we saw each other damn near every day. Didn't necessarily speak, but we saw each other every day. And I don't recommend it. It's just not the move. It sucks. Um, don't do it if you can. Just avoid it. Uh, a lot needs to be said about uh, relationships that involve children because it's very hard to remove yourself if you share parenting. Um, I'm not the guy to address that. I haven't had that experience. All I know is that it takes physical distancing off the table. And so the only thing I can tell you, I know that must make things more difficult, but you can still distance in all the other ways. So limit the communication to all that's necessary, only what's necessary. Um, this is for the people with kids. For the people with no, no kids, here's my move for you. No communication whatsoever. Get rid of the social media. They, like Either get rid of yours or just get them off of yours. Um, it's not impossible. You got, you got to do it. Uh, also, stop reaching out and stop following them and stop asking mutual friends for updates, right? Just don't do it. Now, again, like I said, if you have kids that you're, you're parenting together, this is going to be a lot more difficult. I'm not the guy to tell you how to do it because I don't know how. I haven't even got a clue. Um, but until you get over the heartache, you need to get them out of your, out of your sight, out of your mind. And, and honestly, this shouldn't take forever. There might be a point where you can reintroduce them and you guys can re-engage in a, in a minimal way. Um, but it shouldn't take you forever. But you just need that space so that you can get on with what you need to do for yourself. And what do you need to do with yourself? Well, you spend a lot of time together. You develop a habit of being together. You've developed a habit of thinking about them. You've developed all these habits. So now you've got to build something new. You've got to get busy doing other things. So in other areas that are only important to you. It serves two purposes. The first, you start, again, to put the brain power and the energy into a more productive and fruitful new thing, right? You're also taking that energy away from rumination, right? This is a great rumination killer, starting something new, learning a guitar. I don't know, be doing your taxes, anything, learning how to do something new that you didn't know before. Uh, also, secondly, improves you, makes you better, shows you that you're capable. Um, you add something to your skill set. Uh, this boosts your confidence, affirms your value to yourself. And, uh, you know, now you're focused on new things. Again, you can't really remove a habit. You just replace it and kind of focus on a new habit. So, uh, that's it. So to recap, know that all relationships end someday. Think of failure as a building block in life because that's what it is. Feel your emotions. 
but don't allow them to enslave you. Take control of your thoughts and habits. Stop the rumination. Build something new that starts the new habit. Um, dissect the relationship for the lessons, the gold in it, and put it aside and get therapy if you need it. Remove yourself. If you can't, limit the interactions. And that is it. So um, I'd like to thank my sponsors, uh, my sponsors at Rumination Be Gone. Rumination Be Gone. We'll come in, harness all of your past mistakes, take them to a field, strap them with explosives, blow them away, and then they're gone. Ruminations be gone. 1-800, blow that shit away. Move on with your life. You deserve better. And of course, Mac and No Slack and Slacks, uh, put your big boy pants on. We are out of here, you guys. Uh, have a great week. I will catch you next week. We'll do this again. You know how to get a hold of me, sidepiece underscore season on Instagram. And uh, that is it. Have a great day. Have a great week. And be good to yourself and be good to others. Peace.